Welcome along to the marketplace. It is the NBL's look at the free agency period. We've got Summer League not too far away where a lot of teams will go there with their shopping lists and see what they can find ahead of NBL 24. But some teams are just about done as far as their roster build goes. I'm Jack Heverin, as always, alongside the best newsbreaker in Australian basketball, Olgan Ulich from ESPN.com.au. Olgan, let's start with the defending champions, the Sydney Kings. They've got their coach. They do, Jack. Mahmoud Abdel Fattah, uh, recently an assistant coach with the Houston Rockets, was the head coach of their G League affiliate, the Rio Grande Valley Vipers, for a few years before that. Uh, he was a guy who they had their eye on really early in the process. Uh, he went through the interview process as well, and, and he really impressed not just Chris Pongrass, the CEO, but also the ownership group that features you know, Paul Smith, Andrew Bogut, Luke Longley, uh, Robin Denham. So he was someone who really emerged early in the process as someone they liked, and I think he brings something, a, a level of continuity to the Sydney Kings. You know, if you look at his teams, the, the team that he had with the Vipers in 2022, the one the NBA G League Championship, they were number one in offensive rating. They were number one in pace. We looked at the Sydney Kings the past few seasons under Chase Buford. They were top three in offensive rating. They were number one in pace. And so it seems like, based on this signing, and there were other factors as well. There, there, there are social factors. He's a good culture guy. They, they love his personality. But from a stylistic standpoint, from an on-court standpoint, it seems like we're probably going to get a continuity of the style of basketball that the Sydney Kings have been really successful with. I've been really interested to follow the social media reaction to this signing, Olgan. I talk about guys who have worked with him before in, in various formats and nothing but positivity coming back the other way. The first text that I got as soon as this news was released was from an NBA executive in the Western Conference who just said, he's a stud. That's all, that's all that needed to be said. And, and if you continue to question people around the NBA community, around world basketball... They're, they really love what Abdel Fattah has to bring to the table, not just on the court, where they, they like his really modern style of basketball, his, the way he, you know, he plays five out, he, he plays a really fast style, but also the way he approaches the game. They, they, they talk about him being one of the loveliest people around the tracks within the NBA community. Uh, and, and so that's what the Sydney Kings are getting. And I think that'll be a, a really interesting change. You know, we had Chase Buford, who was really fiery, really passionate. Um, I think... Abdel Fattah is going to bring a different sort of vibe to the team. He's, he's really spiritual. He's, he's social in a different way. And so I think the Sydney Kings will, will thrive under the personality that is Abdel Fattah. And it's now live. His first official interview as coach of the Sydney Kings with our own Liam Santamaria on the huddle. You can check that out however you consume your podcasts or, of course, nbl.com.au. Really interesting insight, and it backs up everything that you've said about what he stands for as a coach, the way they're going to play. And I think if you're a Sydney Kings fan and you listen to this, to me, you should be very confident about the coach that's coming in. Well, we've spoken throughout this process on what the Kings are looking for, right? And it was someone who is relatively proven and up-and-comer, someone who's had success in the NBA G League, and and Abdel Fattah ticks every single box there, right? He was on, he's on that trajectory, climbing that ladder to eventually, hopefully, become a head coach in the NBA, right? He he was with the, the Vipers as an assistant coach, became their head coach, succeeded. He was the coach of the year in 2022, won a title in 2022, uh, and then he was elevated to an assistant coaching role under Steve Stylus in, in Houston, and so... He's climbing that ladder, and in his mind, he sees the Sydney Kings not as a step back, but almost as like a, a, a diagonal step up 
as he continues to climb that coaching ladder. And it's something that Sydney Kings have done, and we, and we didn't expect anything different, finding the, the best up-and-coming coach that they can find and, and help them reach that next level. So they've got the best up-and-coming coach they can find. They've also been able to secure the best up-and-coming player in Australian basketball in Alex Tui, who I must admit, and a lot of people thought Olgan was going to go to Gonzaga, one of the best basketball programs in the world from a college standpoint, play his time there and see what happens next. What changed? He's now a Sydney King and he'll be a next star in the NBL this season. Yeah, so it was about a a week ago, Jack, that whispers began that Alex Tui may consider decommitting from Gonzaga and had some interest in playing in the NBL. Now, that was about a week ago and I sort of brushed it off then. NBL teams had heard it, but they didn't really read too much into it. Fast forward to draft night, right? So it was Friday morning here in Australia. And the talks began. That was the first time that Alex Tui had jumped, actually jumped on a call with Abdel Fattah, with Luke Longlin, with Chris Pongras, the team CEO. And so this process moved really, really quickly. By the end of the evening in Australia on Friday, that deal was done. That deal was signed. And by the next morning, my colleague, Jonathan Gavoni at ESPN, uh, broke the news and it was made official shortly after. And so... This is something that happened really, really swiftly, uh, but it, it's not something that the Kings hadn't foreseen. They had they'd heard the whispers as well, and they'd done their research throughout this entire period of them looking for a next star. They were looking for a wing player. All of the potential wings that were on the next star's board, the Kings were going after. And so they knew that Tui could potentially, as much as it was unlikely, could potentially be one of those guys, and they're able to bring him in. And I'm so intrigued at the young talent that the Kings have, which is not just Tui, but it's also Jalen Galloway. It's mm-hmm. also Clara Samir. They have they have some guys who they have a multi-year deals who they can help breed going forward. But Tui is one who, like you said, is the best prospect in Australia in the class of 2023, um, playing really, really well in the NBL One. I've seen him around the tracks here in Sydney playing for in the NBL One East for the Center of Excellence. And the thing that stands out is how big he is. Right? It was something we saw with Josh Giddy, where you watch him on TV and it's cool and you, and you see him play uh, You know, when you watch him online, awesome. But when you see him in person, you realize just how big he is. And to be so big at 6'8 and so skilled to be able to score at three levels and have such a good feel, the Sydney Kings have one of the best young players in the country. And significant for the NBL as well, because Gonzaga is, a, as we say, a brilliant basketball program. Alex will have his reasons and they'll become clear, but... For him to choose the NBL as a pathway to the NBA, I think speaks volumes about this league and what it's able to do to prepare players. Speaking of which, the NBA Summer League not too far away. We'll have it all covered, of course, on nbl.com.au. Our man Pete Hawley will be there. You will be there. So everything will be taken care of. But Joel Awala-Chul's going to play. He will. So he's playing for the Portland Trailblazers. That's what I've been told. And... They, they have all, all of a sudden become one of the more enjoyable, the interesting teams to watch if you're an NBL fan or an Australian fan or even just a basketball fan. You know, they'll have, they'll have Scoot Henderson as the head of that snake. They'll have Ryan Repair, who was taken by the Blazers late in the second round. And now they'll have Joe Lualatrul Jr., who uh, was slated to play Summer League a few seasons ago. That didn't happen for, for various reasons, but he'll head over there now. And this is sort of his chance to perform in front of NBA people. He hasn't really had the chance to do that too much over the course of his career. Um, the, there was a sense that him signing in Melbourne was also a chance for him to be part of an NBL season that's going to have a lot of NBA, NBA eyes on it. And him playing for the Trailblazers is another way to do that too. Wardenberg, Galloway, other names as well that have been added in the last few days. It's a huge crop of Aussies at Summer League this year. 
yeah, the Minnesota Timberwolves will be a, a team to watch. The, they'll have Sam Wardenberg, uh, just won the inaugural Next Generation Award, uh, a 6'10 stretch big. And so he's someone who I think NBA teams are looking at as someone who can actually fit in the style of play that most NBA teams are playing nowadays. Uh, and then Jalen Galloway, who I think is really interesting because uh, he missed his eligibility, uh, his draft eligibility. And so he's now, he's no longer draft eligible. So he's effectively just an unrestricted free agent in the eyes of NBA teams. And it was something that shocked me when I was doing just a bit more research. I forget that he's 20. Uh, he's played for the Sydney Kings for so long. He's been part of the, the junior national team program here in Australia. Uh, but because he was playing high school basketball in America, you sort of forget he's, he's, pathway and so the fact that he's just 20 he's six six athletic can shoot it i think what the sydney kings have helped him develop defensively is, is really really impressive too and so he's someone who maybe not this season uh but over the next few seasons you know if he's able to get to the summer league in 2023 this summer and basically just just show what he's got show the the potential you know look at me look at my ceiling the next few seasons could be really interesting for Jalen galloway just to backtrack a little bit, we did, as you mentioned, have the NBA draft late last week. Rayan Repair sliding into the 40s, which I think was a surprise for many people here in Australia after what we saw. The other big surprise was Mojave King. Was he on many draft boards? Was he in consideration? How did this all come about? Yeah, Mojave King, it, he would have been right on the end of people's draft, draft boards. Uh, my, my feel is that most teams would have had his name listed as someone who... If we have the ability to, if we have a pick at the end of the draft and we want to get someone who we know is going to be stashed somewhere and we can watch his development uh, from afar and see what happens, I think Mojave King would have been toward the top of that list. Um, you know, he didn't shoot it too well with the G League Ignite this past season, but when you look at him and you look at the potential there, you know, he's 6'5", he's demonstrated over time the ability to shoot it. He played really well in the, in the Combine. Uh, that, that was held before the draft. Uh, he showed flashes during his NBL seasons as well. And so when you look at someone like Mojave King, you see the potential there. And why not take a stab at someone like that? You know that he's more than likely going to be stashed somewhere so you can just watch him develop. And if he develops into uh, you know, the, the idea of Mojave King, which is what I think a lot of us are hoping to see, then getting him at 47 could end up being a steal. Let's finish off with the Illawarra Hawks. Their, their roster is just about complete now. They're saying that this is one of the final pieces of the puzzle. Gary Clark is going to come to the NBL with NBA experience. Is going to slot into this team. Yeah, we, we spoke over the recent uh, weeks, Jack, of the, the Illawarra Hawks really wanting DJ Hogue. They were one of those teams that were really in on him. Gary Clark brings a similar skill set with more NBA experience. Uh, he's someone who had a really great shooting season last year. Uh, with the Capitanis in the NBA G League. Um, he's someone who, when he was, when that signing was announced, I got, I got calls and texts from a bunch of NBL teams saying, how did the Hawks get him? That's someone that we wanted. So he's someone who was sought after from across the league. Uh, and people around the league were surprised that the Hawks were able to get that done because he's a really talented, experienced, proven guy who slots really seamlessly into the four spot for them. And when you look at their imports, Justin Robinson, Tyler Harvey, and now Gary Clark, it's going to be difficult to find a better import trio than those three. And the Hawks now have one local spot to fill. I'm told that they, are, they have effectively filled that already. And so the Hawks will go to Summer League, but they're done. Their roster is finished. And when you look at the potential they have, not just from the high-end talent, which is, which is those imports and Sam Frolling, 
you also look at the next start I have in AJ Johnson, the depth they have in, in picking up Mason Peatling, getting Lockie Olbridge, who could be a swing guy for them. Daniel Greeter, Wani Swaka Labuluk, they're a team that I think could legitimately go 10, 11, 12 deep and also have that top end talent. We've spoken about it throughout this entire series, Jack. They're one of those teams that I think could rebound as as hard as anyone and, and you know, crack that top four. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it's way too early for predictions. It's almost way too early for way too early predictions at this stage. <laughs> but I, I look at this roster on paper and I could see that team playing playoffs basketball for sure. Yeah, I agree. And it, I think the, the young talent is what's interesting. You have Dave O'Hickey also on that team. And, and you know, he's he went through the grind last season and the hope is that he can take a step up and be a really good backup point guard option for them. Lockie Albridge is the other one who is really highly touted. And so if he can play up to his potential, what he brings to that team could could be uh, pretty amazing. And so I'm, I'm really intrigued. I'm intrigued to see how the style of basketball they play. They have a lot of wing options. They can play really positionless. AJ Johnson is sort of a point guard, but also can, can shoot it really well. Super athletic. Uh, seeing how they rotate the, the imports will be really interesting too. And we finally get to see Justin Robinson, who uh, after last season having that knee injury, he stayed around the team. And so he, he's, he's that culture guy that they wanted. And he's the head of that snake. And he's also their defensive barometer. So I'm so, I'm so intrigued to see how he leads that team and, and, and then how Gary Clark comes in and brings his elite skill set to the mix. There's been a lot happening over the weekend. No question about that. Olgan, as always, you are across it. We'll catch you next time on The Marketplace. See you, Jack. And thanks for being with us as well. A reminder, you can stay up to date with everything happening across free agency and in the lead into Summer League at nbl.com.au and all of the NBL social media platforms. There's always plenty happening. Until next time, thanks for being with us on The Marketplace.